0: And,
1: <laughs> and to have the audacity to think that
2: she's in love with you because she's in love with you and not because you represent an o- opportunity to get out of slavery, uh, I,
0: We'll come back to that. Oh,
2: my God. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: But uh, welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome. I know you guys are on spring break. Well, y'all wasn't. I was out shooting, so that's why
2: yeah am here.
1: Shit filming. Yeah. All right, man. We got uh Oh, what's up, man? Oh, yeah. Easy Rose. What's going on? I thought you were going to introduce yourself. Oh, my fault. Nah, I'm not selfish like that. Oh, okay. You know, right. other people go right. first. Anyway, Easy Rose. Brooklyn, right. stand up. New York City, stand up. Chicago, stand up.
2: Okay, I will. This is Colfax <laughs> back in the saddle again.
0: All right, that's Brooklyn. How you feel about that um, Jay concert?
1: Um, I seen clips of it. Like the like. What do you mean? How I feel about it? Like, uh, just him doing it there at um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Hall?
0: I mean, I have my own thoughts, but I'd love to. Yeah, um, hate I, it. I, <laughs> Not
1: because you're from Brooklyn, but because no, you're I right mean, next to me. Some asking. When I thought about it, like. You know, Jay is at a point in his career where he does whatever he wants to do. Um, Doing it at Webster Hall, I thought it was kind of, like, weird because that was a spot, like, coming up in New York City when you you couldn't really get into the club yet. That's where all the young cats went. So um, I really didn't think too much of it. I didn't really care too much about it. Um, It didn't really mean that much to me. It probably meant more to someone else, but not that much to me. Right.
2: I mean, you have any thoughts? I mean, I'm just kind of, like... Tired of Jay. It's the yeah. First thing to say because he's definitely the goat, but I'm just like nothing he does to me anymore excites me. Right. So it's just kind of like maybe it was you know the eight straight shows at Barclays to open it, and I was definitely there.
0: Oh yeah, I know, was there opening night, and
2: shit like that. But it's just like I don't know. It's like, and I don't. I definitely don't want to be one of those cats that like you. You get too old for hip hop because you you don't. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like. I don't know, just not excited by Jay anymore.
0: Man, I feel like he, not that I'm an expert, but it just feels like he hasn't changed his show. It's like the same kind of flow and cadence and then, like, different songs thrown in. Like, I like the B-sides idea um, because, like, you know, songs you don't always hear when he performs. My only gripe with it was that tickets sold out in, like, 30 seconds or less, and then when you look at the videos, it's all, like, media and like industry people. So like for me, it felt like if you really wanted to do something, you could have did it at the Garden or Barclays even. But I mean, it's marketing to everything.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe on the other side, like what you're saying, it's marketing. So we got to just watch the rest of it. Like it's probably something else. going to be like a pop up or something. Yeah, free, something definitely like. probably oh, yeah, that live
2: at Webster Hall. Jay-Z's B-Sides coming just like uh B did for Coachella right. with the live album. They're starting to get into like that range of kind of royalty of hip-hop and R&B. So, like, do they even have live albums? Like, I don't think Jay even has a live album. Yeah, he, now, got he does. The, um, he has unplugged. Unplugged. Oh, the unplug yeah. joint.
1: That's the only right. one he got. So
2: maybe that's this. I don't know. Did he perform with a band, or was it just, like...
1: It was with a band. Got it was, yeah. like, MTV joint. Yeah, I don't know who the band was, but... Um, it was The Root. No, was it wasn't oh, the, the Roots. Roots. Well, well, Webster- uh, no, it was Webster Jack. Hall? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you meant... No, I am talking about at Webster Hall.
0: At Webster Hall, I'm not sure. probably. Whatever band he performed with when he did the um, uh, American Gangster. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. god Okay, that's cool. Maybe. I mean,
2: like that's like I said, I I don't want to disparage anybody's love for Jay. Yeah. I still love the dude. Like he's my guy forever. He'll always be the goat, just like Jordan. But at the same time, I'm here to see like Harden now. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, exactly. Like I want to see like new gen do incredible shit, which they're doing, and. I love Jay, and I've seen Jay a thousand times. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe it was different in Webster Hall. Like the last right. time I was there, it was what's it, OG OT Genesis. Oh, like, really? Yeah, when he fell off when when Buster. Oh, fell off you the were stage, there? Yeah, Damn. I was there for that, and that was literally the last time I was in Webster Hall. So it's just for me, that's a cool venue. Maybe it sounds a lot better than it was, and yeah. maybe they've done a whole different thing and all of that.
0: Last time, last time I was there it was Travis Scott. Um, Days Before the Rodeo With Young Thug That was crazy That was a wild concert yeah,
1: Last time I was there It was at a party It was like years ago so. Thursday I mean, nights? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah It was many moons ago all So right, right. I don't
0: know So alright Speaking of marketing With Jay and everything I know a lot's kind of gone on Since the last time we recorded Um, Droga lost MailChimp MailChimp decided to Kind of go in house Which I thought was pretty interesting Because I Did a quick search and found out that, like, um, a lot of clients are starting to go in-house. I think there was an article in Ad Age, like, 70% or, like, 60%. Sorry, 70 is, like, way too high. But, like, 60% of, like, clients or something like that um, are starting to go in-house. Like, they're starting to do all their work. Um, You know, they'll bring creatives in in the client side and kind of just... Do just their work. What do you guys think is the future of in house agencies? Or and what does that mean for like
2: I mean conglomerate I've been saying agencies. this since <laughs> probably early two thousands, even the nineteen nineties when Gap took all of their work in house. Oh shit. And their work was dope. And Levi's. I think they were the first major companies to do it. I I've run in house shops specifically. Talk about it. I know that it's a lot of work but it also allows you to focus so much on the work that you do really dope shit and honestly the advertising agency model is far beyond dead. I
0: mean it's never been updated.
2: Not at all. I believe that the way that I think that agencies should become content companies and studios and branded content and move as far as they can away from traditional work. Well, I think well agencies as, are
0: becoming um, studios, but like they're not getting, they're not pumping out enough work to like bring, like yeah. have a space in the agency and have like continuous
2: work. So where it's like you're building revenue. So in house, so taking work in house to me for brand side, everybody to me should be a media company at this point, not in the traditional sense of purchasing, but of creating. of content creating. So I believe that brands have the opportunity to do that as well. When they want to tell their stories, who better to do that than an internal production and creative team that sits inside of the brand, that understands the brand motives, the consumer journeys and motives, and all of the things endemically that come with working inside of the brand versus having to communicate that to an agency that then has to um, find that voice mm. outside of the brand itself, I never understood why not just pull in a group of, you know, 10 to 20 or, you know, more people that know that every day and come to work on that brand or various brands within that company every single day, you know, versus getting a slice or hours of a creative's time at an ad agency. I mean,
0: do creatives want to work on, I mean, I'm probably judging from the outside in, but do creators want to work on one brand only? Like I, I always thought it
2: depends on the, on the brand. I, I was super hyped to work on the brand that I was on. I was, I was at Apple on Beats, Jeez. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and as such, you know, having run their brand design department, I felt the way that, like, yeah, I, I was psyched every day to go and change the world through the beats electronic side mm. of the business yeah and we did that you know what i mean and, and it was so much opportunity within just the realm of that brand now yeah if you're on like an insurance brand like prudential or something maybe that's not as poppin and we you know one of our ad bros works on that every day so you know you have you would have to ask him how that feels yeah. and i think he gets psyched about it because once again You are. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. yeah, You're always, you get to dig in on something and you're not pitching. That's the other side of it. As a creative, that takes so much of your energy to like build a pitch, pitch it, present it, and do so, do for, you know, do all of that. And then you may not win, or if you do win, that work might not get produced. Right. So, you know, that's part of the business that I'm less, I like, I I pitch very well and I've won a ton of pitches. But the fact is, is that. If I walk in every day knowing that I can own this right, and then we can just really dig into the heart, soul, and spirit of that brand, yeah, I'm good with it. And especially I, if the brand is dope. So, Kofax.
1: quick question for you. Um, <clears throat> just in that model, right, like, I, I totally get that and I agree, like, because you're moving away from the pitching and now you're just focusing on the work, right? But the fact that now you're focusing on the work and you're in-house with the clients, right, what is that working relationship like? Because you worked on both sides. That's the right? other thing. Nice. Like, like uh, now you have clients that feel like they could see you in a hallway and reach for you and mm-hmm. just like stop you and stop that process. Versus like you know the church and state kind of process. Like, all right, I'm over here. I'm over here working. Yeah. Right. Like, let me get the product. Let me let me get the work done. Let me work. And loaded Lux <laughs> voice. Right. Like, versus now. I mean, you know. And now you kinda like, all right, you guys might share the same floor. They're on the on the seventh floor yeah. and you're on the you you're on the, eighth, right, you're right, on the ninth right. floor, and they could come in and pull up. I mean, up that's a the, good point. So like, I mean, yeah. just kinda elaborate on that, just the differences, like it could be the pros and the cons perspective on
2: on that. So from my perspective or my experience, it's give and take. You know, we were we being uh Beats Massive, we were always on. So when, and I was, uh, I came right after the Apple acquisition. So the fact is that, like, you had to not only integrate the culture of, of Beats into Apple, but vice versa. So you had multiple levels of people you had to answer to. Um, now, the client sat, Beats had multiple departments. So you had in-ear, over-ear speakers, energy, music. Um, you had a number of departments, and each one of those fed right into my department that I ran, brand design. And we would get briefed just like a nip, typical agency and, and so forth. So each one of those were typically my client. The difference is, is that I sat right there next to them. And I believe as a leader, you have to shield your team from it. So I was the, I was the, essentially- You're the buffer. The buffer so that my team wouldn't be berated, not berated, inundated with work and just people knocking tapping on Request. shoulders
0: oh man and so forth annoying.
2: you know yeah. all but, the time and because we like, had good account managers as well because I good. think that's I, I
1: think all the time like clients don't understand like process like they want things in in a certain way <laughs> they, they talk about process but then <laughs> process, when things are going like left now they're at your door per mm-hmm. with Koufax is saying like you know and that's gonna impact the team to some capacity so like i think that that's a great point about like him kind of being the buffer and relaying the message in a way you have to
2: have great leadership if you're gonna have that in-house
1: because there needs to be swim lanes like totally
0: i mean i think to your point i think a lot of clients who don't understand process it's always good to have a good account person because they're really that person who's supposed to drive that and two I mean I just worked on a shoot where our client used to work at an agency so like they to- like they would give their opinion and their two cents but they totally understood like hey I know it's going to take you a while to come up with this but just so you know this is what I'm thinking and that always worked cuz cause, cause I remember we had one uh creative at our old agency who worked at Red Fuse and there was no there was no Buffer between a client, and there was no creative director, and it was just like, "Hey, just toss the creative over to
1: the fence, straight to the client." Right, and the, and the thing about that is the reason why I brought this up because I feel like in this game, there's a lot of yes men, so it's like, all right, we have a timeline, respect the timeline. you got the people putting. Wait, wait, it say that one more time. Respect the timeline. Respect <laughs> the timeline. Like, Shit. like, like, because Same. clients in their minds think that things could get done in a certain amount of time. So what the what happens now is you have to defend your work, right? You have to give them something tangible they can walk away with and say like, here's the timeline. Oh, well why do we need two days to do, right. I don't know, also, a mock-up. And so I just wanna
0: jump in, respect the caveats too. <laughs> because people, will. you give someone a timeline and then they wait a week and they be like, whoa, so we're de- still delivering on the same day, right? And it's like, right. nah, you
1: took a week, bro. Right, so I mean, I mean, and, and that's a whole nother conversation, yeah. another pod, I think. Yeah, but, hell yeah. I'm just kind of thinking just the reality of like have the agency model where clients don't necessarily know what's happening right. on the back end. They just, you know, they're just accepting a finished product to talk to whoever they're who's on their well, end. That's, I do, the, oh, go ahead.
2: that's the beauty of having an in-house agency on the brand side is that your clients are with you throughout the entire that, process. Yeah. Right. So they know from beginning to end because they're literally sitting right next to you. Hand in hand. And I believe that it everybody, helps as a creative director, everybody has ability to be creative. And I've never been one of those creatives that have been precious about the work and all that stuff. Like, we're not creating art. We're in business. So our, our goal is to create uh, stories that communicate to our audience that then push the needle, drive um, trial and volume, and, and obviously move the dial. Mm -hmm. That's advertising. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to be an artist, go be an artist on your off time, but now you're here to sell or at least engender trial. So I need the client to sit there or my team, if it's in house, to sit there with me and be a part of the process as opposed to just here's a brief. Now come back in two weeks. Oh, showtime. I sit on the other (laughs) side of the table. You present to me. Dog, you know, dog and pony show. I, I give you my feedback because this is. For most clients, this is like their time off, or they can like flex on you or whatever. If you're on the agency side, but if you're on the brand side, all of that is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're um, we're on equal footing, and as such, They're on the same team, we're on the exactly. same team. So now that can have its converse side in this in the sense that like I've had to talk brand managers. I mean, literally from like quitting and they cry on my shoulder and things like that because of the perils of what they're going through, and I have to respond to their issues at the same time. But that makes it all the better, and that's why the work ultimately ends up, to me, nine out of ten times being stronger than it would if you're just a separate outside agency. Right.
0: Yeah,
1: man. Yeah.
0: I do want to add one caveat to that that when you do that you have to have equal uh representation in the room because there are brands i.e. Pepsi. I know we keep going back to that where you do it all in-house and you see what that, <laughs> what that result is. Definitely. Um when you don't have um someone in the room to make it
2: look Yeah, right. but that's with everything, man. I mean, you got to play with the whole team. Like you can't just Warren Buffett said that. He was like, you know, they were like, "Well, why do you have 50% women he was like what is it how am i going to win if i don't play with the entire team yeah right you know what i'm saying so if you don't have black brown lgbtqi women all of those things on your squad then you're setting yourself up for failure i mean
0: it was malcolm x who said uh (laughs) if you want to see how strong a, a
1: tribe is look how strong their women are
0: and that's yep that's right there
1: yeah and another thing too like i just think a lot of people lack taste right like Think, people oh, do man, things in bad sure. taste. You can't buy taste. And you can't buy taste. Like that's something, like that's just something you have or you don't have it. But I think that, you uh, acquire you can it. acquire you can it, it, it. But that's something like I can't. I don't know. I I don't <laughs> think you could really buy taste. Like I think that you have to have, like taste requires experience, vision, and well, that's why oh, I feel like you could acquire it because uh, uh, what I mean over go, time. Oh yeah. Not yeah with yeah, time, yeah. not with money. No. no oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'll fuck
0: with that. Yeah. So um I mean that kind of brings me to my next point like people outside of um advertising might not understand this but like Accenture purchased Droga a couple weeks ago. Um for those who don't work in advertising Accenture is like a what is Accenture exactly?
2: They're a consultancy, the largest. <laughs> there you go.
0: Largest consultancy strategy firm. Strategy firm purchases like one of top 10 creative agencies in America, which is, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what it means, dude. I mean, what do you guys think it would mean for, like, advertising and clients? Like, you know, how the model might change in the future?
2: Well, once again, I mean, looking at, like, Accenture, I don't know if you saw. This is related, but Hertz sued them Mm. for $32 million for their website redesign. So, like, Accenture is taking on a lot more work. Like, they did the Hyundai website redesign and so forth. So, like, these consultants, you know, companies like Bain and Accenture and, and the big ones, they're getting into the ad game. So, this made a ton of sense. Um, as well, to go back to the previous topic, that the advertising model is dying. So, how do you now consolidate into something else where it, You can still get the functionality of an ad agency without it being the exact model of what the ad agency is until we figure out a new model for advertising in general or ad agencies in general. So it makes sense to me because Accenture, they're consultants. They're MBAs and B-school kids that are good at PowerPoints and things like that, but they don't have the production side. They don't have the creative side. They don't have the strategy side. So it makes sense to acquire. The media side. They don't have the media side. <laughs> Sorry. So it, <laughs> it's all good. so it, they so yeah. basically basically it makes sense to find that those functions and bring them in house and and apply them to clients that you already have, uh, you know, versus the the opposite. Though I believe agencies could do consultant work, you know, but you have these large clients at these big consultancies. Yeah, and fold in, you know, all the other components that an ad agency brings and that makes a ton of sense.
0: Okay. You yeah, got any thoughts on that?
2: No, I thought that was well said.
0: All right. So that brings me to the last uh kind of topic I was thinking about on this. Um, weed. Uh I'm a switch. Talk <laughs> uh, about I, see, it. I see somebody nodding their head in the room.
2: <laughs> so that's all I want to talk about. Yeah. And we not just
0: talk we're not talking about smoking it. Um I was kind of, what was it? So on Twitter, um, Questlove posted a video that uh, CNBC or CBS did of uh, the day in the life of a drug, well, I guess technically a drug dealer, someone who's selling weed and, like, dropping it off, like a rideshare service. They had some clips from um, high maintenance on HBO, et cetera. What does you know, the future of cannabis mean for like advertising and like marketing and like, how do we get in there? I mean, and by we, I mean us listeners, how do you get into like, if you can't own a dispensary, how do you get into like? Right, I want to hey, work. Bros, you
2: could be clear about it. People <laughs> of color, yeah. how do right. people of color get no into this soft industry? Talk. Yeah, no man. soft talk.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it's opportunity. Like it's all opportunity. Um, I mean, so you said advertising and marketing, so that's the approach. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of, gotta take. I'm gonna take up because I, it. I guess right.
0: my thing is too. Because like right now, having a liquor brand at your agency is like one of the top things you want to do. Having a marijuana weed brand, I don't know, our who our agency is gonna be a little reluctant to jump into it until like one agency doesn't and they see the success story and they're like, all right. Or what would
1: be the advice for? you would have for someone trying to jump into it? I mean, agencies, per what Colfax is saying, is kind of like fading out and dying out. So, like, you would want to be, uh, like, riding with the wave and something new. So, I mean, this is something else that's almost like the Wild Wild West, just like the internet was when it popped off, right? Yeah. So, like, right now there's we, no rules. There's no rules. I mean, I guess you could use alcohol brands as, like, the base of the rules. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure the most important thing... Um, it's just like knowing the, knowing like regulations and, and how those things come into fruition and how the, how those things that like roll out and come to fold. But like, that's something I think that everyone's gonna figure out as we go along. Like, I don't think right now anyone has an answer, but I think it's worth the shot. Like it's worth the try. Like next 25 years, like weed is gonna, bro. Is it, I mean, right now it's popping. So yeah. like, and now it's just all opportunity. So I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, for me, I mean, it's anything revolving cannabis um, or more affectionately known as weed. I say go, especially as people of color. This is our industry from beginning to end. Literally, we were the ones that brought it to the country, you know, through Central and South America. We were the ones that perpetuated it, be it Louis Armstrong or any of the early jazz musicians. We were the ones that suffered as it was made illegal because it was told to be made, you know, so that white women particularly would lose their mind and want to have sex with black men. The idiocy of that made it illegal. We were the ones that went to jail for it. Now we're the ones that should profit from it. And one of the ways that we should is through our skill set as advertisers, be it creative, media, production, strategy, all of that can be applied to this incredibly... Fertile new industry I mean there's so much
0: content out there That you can make I just look at like I don't know There's just so much stuff you could do Especially food products Like Ben and Jerry's I think Did some cool funny thing um, On Twitter for 420 I can't remember what it was No actually it wasn't even
2: that funny They were just saying the exact same thing I said (laughs) Like yo You cannot legalize this without having Specific equity programs for those that have been disproportionately affected by it, which are people of color. Yeah. Right now, mad white men are, you know, acreage just got bought for $3.4 billion by Canopy. And that me- that's only when it goes legal. Like, they got a promise ring, essentially, like old school high school. You would give a promise <laughs> ring. No- they got a $3.4 billion promise ring from Canopy for something that's not even legal yet, and we're only 4% of the industry in the, in America, we being people of color and women? No, not at all. That's not going to stand. So the point is that, yeah, if you have an idea for an ad agency, there's actually already one called Wick and Mortar. Mm. Look that up. They, they do dope work. They just did a little short about Humboldt County yeah. and the, the start of the cannabis industry uh, in America in Humboldt County, California. They do good work, but the fact is that If there's a multicultural perspective that can be brought to this, then it needs to be brought immediately. So I would start to say, set that up, think about it, and then enact and do. Yeah,
0: I mean, I like that. Now I was just gonna say, I like that um, Spike Jones ad that uh, he did with Jesse Williams, where they were trying to normalize weed. Um, It was like a music. Just Google it. Mike Jones, Jesse Williams. It was a really good ad. I thought it was uh great put together. I mean, I just wish they could have like expound on that into like a campaign. It was like a one-off ad, but I thought it was dope.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and just building off of everything that was just said, like maybe hip hop is the 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 force that's going to uh move this along. I mean, rappers from Snoop Dogg, B-Real, Wiz Khalifa, like that's what they're, yep. they're like. That's what they're known for. Yeah. Like it, it, just is what it is. So, I'm sure that these cats are all influencers, and right now, like we're in an age of the internet where everyone has and social media you have access. So, they're able to, like you know, I'm sure work with companies yeah. or just working maybe with smaller groups of people who are their impact and but they might might have the mouthpiece for. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah. and, and, got Willie Nelson too. He's a little older, but he's been. Talking about weed for a
0: long time. Yeah, but I'm and talking
1: more. I'm talking more for like the next generation oh, yeah, with this yeah. new wave. Like, you know, I have little cousins that like look up to Wiz. Like they love mm. Wiz. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, oh, I, I feel you. And this is
2: and this is the time to be a part of it. Not when it's legal. Right. Not when it's federally legal and descheduled. Oh, that's too late. That's way too late. <laughs> I have friends that have a lot of my friends in advertising actually have jumped out of very good roles to take opportunities in the weed space most notably my old boss Jason white shout out Jason uh, he left beats to go to Curraricana uh, mm. as a CMO oh you know oh. so like and then there's another good friend of mine who's a, C- uh, a CD she left her role uh, in LA to jump into the space so there's a ton of different ways to get in and it's and it's and it's fertile ground. No one has the rules or the playbook for it right now.
0: That's some time, That's always the best time to jump in. because Yeah, you can create the You can kind of do whatever you want. You
2: can create the, the blueprint.
0: Within the legal
2: bounds of the law.
0: I bet. All right, yo. So that wraps up our spring break. Catch up. Catch us on the next joint. Uh, signing out, my man. Colfax. Colfax here.
1: Yeah. Easy Rose. And what we tell them. No soft talk. When it come to telling the truth. No,
0: no true, soft talk. <laughs>